Okay, well, let's go ahead and count in, and then you can do your um, your summer list. Very summer late, right? but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, this is summer. Yes? Yes. No, this is fall. This is, is no, it? This no, is summer. No, it starts in July. This is summer. This has to be. Wait. No, this is fall. Is it? This can't be fall. You're, you're so wrong. August, I can't September. Believe, yeah. I'm yeah, glad that we're fall. having... No, this winter is, not... is the first three months. My bad. God, I got fast forwarded because... Anyway, yeah, this is this yeah, is summer. Yeah, summer. This is, this is summer. This is summer. Hello and welcome to Keyframes in Betweens, a mini podcast about anime. I'm your host, Ben Halliburton, and with me today is fuck i forgot your name john holy moly i, I was gonna i literally went like andy duncan jeff john <laughs> this is what i get for being at the end of the line <laughs> nobody remembers me i mean you're probably not used to it because like when you were in uh when you're in elementary school you probably didn't get put at the back of the line for for uh, J. for r i did for my last yeah, name that's fair <laughs> also sometimes they would order by height and i'd be at the back we uh yeah i i luckily dodged that until early high school when i had a growth spurt i was an average height kid until then and i jumped up to over six feet uh so if you can't tell from all our school talk this is our bummer summer episode in betweens (laughs) we are filling in all the shows that john is watching i almost called you jeff again what is wrong with me i don't know man and we're watching all the episodes that john is watching you know my grandfather would always call me rick brett ben because that was his like three grandchildren and he'd always have to work through the first two before he got to me um it was so, a running so joke I'm andy duncan jeff john <laughs> basically uh no we're covering john's list of anime and then we're going to talk about anime hype and disappointments um just kind of shows that we bought into or were talked into usually by the internet which is how i learned about all my anime until basically i started this podcast and, you know, how expectations can kind of lead us astray sometimes. But first, mm-hmm. Jeff's list. Go ahead, Duncan. I'll see that time. Okay. I can't. <laughs> What's wrong, Andy? Uh, I'm kidding. I love you, John. Uh, huh. Demon Slayer continued from last season. It's... I really just hate... The coward guy is driving me up the fucking wall, and I hate him so much, and I wish he'd die. And... I, it's the worst battle shonen I've ever committed to watching, but I do enjoy Whoa. it when he's not on the screen. Those are big words. The worst battle shonen you've ever committed to watching? Well, I mean, I, you keep asking us not to mock you for this, but I, unlike you, I drop things <laughs> when I don't like them. So like, I watched the first couple episodes of Black Clover and then I dropped it because that dude So was... why aren't you dropping this one? Is it just because Nezuko is so smoking hot with her gag and stuff? Yeah, I'm really into gagged girls. Um... <laughs> Also, it's, I mean, the action's good when it happens, and that's actually it. (laughs) If you're going to watch a battle shonen for one thing, I hope it's the action. I hope it's not the characterization or the the deep, intricate plotting. I mean, if I went into, like, Hunter x Hunter, or sorry, Hunter x Hunter. Fuck fuck Andy. (laughs) Fuck John. Say what you want, Andy. (laughs) God damn it. That's the last time I'm doing that joke, Please, I promise. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but if I went to Hunter x Hunter, I would, like, I could talk about how great the characters are and how great the writing is and, like, 
yeah, the battles are cool on screen, but that is not why I'm watching or I guess reading the manga, especially reading, because when those chapters come out, the art's not good. He cleans it up for the physical releases. Hmm. Even then, it's not spectacular. It used to, well, sometimes it is, and it used to be a lot more, but that's neither here nor there. Demon mm-hmm. Slayer is not great, and but it's really good junk food, I guess. I just watch it when I want something on the screen and don't have to care about things. I mean, it makes sense because you're watching it for the battles and there's a guy who's a coward who doesn't want to fight. So he's basically my big pet peeve of someone who doesn't want the show to happen, how the show wants to happen. Right. Sort of thing. So and like, anime, anime loves cowards too. Like the does. whole like space dandy slash like, I don't know, like the, like the, the venial lazy cowardly protagonist is a very Japanese thing that doesn't translate at all here. I mean, I don't usually hate it this much though. This guy <laughs> literally like when he fights, it's pretty cool. Like he, he's like this weird lightning fast dude and it has this cool lightning effect on the screen. Like all their attacks have cool effects, like, cause they each have these own unique fighting styles and it's not, he's not actually using lightning powers, but they illustrate it or animate it that way because it just looks cooler and it does look cool. But the problem is that's like 5% of his screen time <laughs> and the other 95% is him crying or screaming or running away. Man, we are going to, we are going to be calling back to this when we get to our anime disappointments. Let me tell you, there are at least two <laughs> entries shown in protagonists who cry and scream and don't fucking fight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I got one on my list. <laughs> uh, that's enough about Demon Slayer. Um, something Fair. new this season uh to the abandoned sacred beasts it's like uh if the civil war like was won by people who had supernatural monster powers but um, but are they for or against slavery <laughs> there's no slavery in the show okay. so I, I it's just a you. civil war not the civil war i can't even American remember like civil it's war. the north versus the south and i can't remember who, even who won because it, it's not really important because like it's it's about like all these super soldiers like they were part of this like science experiment to help win the war so they got these like powers like one person turns into a dragon another person turns into a werewolf another person turns into a gargoyle etc 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 and they like they win the war but you know they go through some shit and like turning into monsters like has an effect on their mind so they'll like eventually lose their humanity which is Mm -hmm. a pretty typical trope uh so the war's over now and they're trying to like like they originally thought they were going to go back to live with their families and and integrate back into society, but they've all like lost their minds. So now they're like they're like Captain, who for some reason still has his mind like unaffected, is like going around killing them because they're terrorizing their their former family and friends. Um, and it's pretty good. Like the animation is not very great, um, but <laughs> that's well, a, that's odd because it's a mappa, isn't it? Um, I mean, it's not bad. It's just like not, I guess it's not exceptional. And when I talk about action, I generally tend to think in terms of exceptional versus everything else, Mm -hmm. um, which is maybe not fair, but you know, um, it's got two girls with nice Hime cuts too. I like the design of the, of the main girl character. And then the other main lady is just has like enormous tits. I I thought that was her arm literally because she's standing in profile, but it's not her, it's not her like elbow. It's just, she's there enormous. Um, and it's really out of place. Like so many times this, it's just out of place and it's distracting. And like, if you want to have sexy woman, like fine, I guess. I mean, I'm not against sexy characters. It's just, this is not the show for it. And I mean, the show about like, what do like human super weapons do after a war's over? Yeah, yeah. it seems. <laughs> yeah. And it's like 
uh, yeah, it's whatever though. Like it's pretty typical anime bullshit. So it looks like the they're literally called North and South. Now that I'm looking it up, and it looks like it's the North that like made like demonic magic yeah. people. All right, so the North wins because they made super monsters. They cheated, basically. The yeah. honorable South, with its homegrown tradition of military uh, <laughs> excellence, yeah. would have won under a fair fight. Yeah, absolutely, of course. Um, the lost cause is bullshit. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Uh, uh yeah moving on uh i i mean i like the show a lot to be honest um i don't know you're, if gonna, it's you're gonna see it through oh yeah absolutely cool. especially because it's on crunchyroll so i won't forget about it <laughs> <laughs> which we'll get back to uh the second or the next one uh lord l malloy seconds case files rail zeppelin grace note is the series of like i watched an episode zero of it earlier in the year and i really yeah, loved we it brought it up yeah yeah uh, it was like this He's basically being a, a, like a detective in a in a world with magic and like rules to the magic, and it was neat, and I liked it. And I was tricked into watching a fate show because apparently it's a fate show, as Duncan pointed out to me at one point. And then I've gone on to learn a lot more about fate since then. Um, the show starts out uh, not like the first, not like episode zero at all. Um, mm. It's very much setting up the world, and it is very very heavy on the fate stuff. Um, which is fine. I just don't know anything about it. So it all kind of goes over my head. Like I picked up a little bit, like the main character was part of the Haley, the Haley, the Holy Grail war, blah, blah, blah. I don't really care right now. Uh, Look, but, all I know, all I know about fate is that like a bunch of people brigading uh, like history posts about Joan of Arc to call her sexy. So that's <laughs> all I, that's all I know about fate. <laughs> uh, actually, funnily enough. So they have, they reference King Arthur in the show and like one of the characters is, I don't know what this means, but he said the word that like his assistant girl is a portrait of King Arthur. Again, I don't know what the fuck that means. Um, so you're just ignoring that stuff and just like watching watching it as like a detective show where they occasionally say dumb shit you don't understand. That is exactly what I'm doing and I'm very <laughs> much enjoying it. Um, but to get, I, I got to finish this King Arthur thought. So Sure. Okay. Go. So the the girl is a portrait of King Arthur, and the and one of the characters that he's talking to when when he says this uh, is like, I thought King Arthur was a man. And he said, No, he's a little girl. Uh, I <laughs> met her when I was fighting the Holy Grail War. I just thought it was funny that they like called out how ridiculous it is. Anyway, um, I mean, yeah. did they or did they just try to do uh, a small you know, lore dump to people I, who don't know? <laughs> it's probably a lore dump, but it felt like it was meant to be jokey. I don't know. Um, i'm probably just want it to be jokey <laughs> uh anyway no no i like it uh when it when it leans too hard into the fate stuff i sort of zone out and i don't mind that because when it does the detective stuff i'm enthralled and i like it a lot um and occasionally has some action and the action's pretty good it, hmm. uh, i think the fate you guys uh ufo ufo table or whatever are generally known for doing good action so i guess it shows through here um fire force it has. It, I thought it was going to have a similar problem to Demon Slayer, where all the characters were like one-note tropes that just got on my nerves over time. But I'm genuinely starting to like all of them. Um, the, pr the previous episode to the latest, the second to latest. Hey, that's the phrase. Uh, had a very unfortunate uh, situation where the dude, the main character, tripped and somehow his hand ended up underneath the bikini of another firefighter who for some reason fights with an open fire jacket and nothing underneath uh then the second episode or the episode after that opens up with <laughs> a very uh, voluptuous woman sitting on a throne made of living men 
and then she's like hey she's, that was they have they have that in um okasan online too it's like the the, the season of thrones made of living men <laughs> uh but yeah she's obviously very much that uh, uh masochist trope of mm-hmm. you know menacing women um uh, you know i actually laughed at that i thought it was pretty funny and ridiculous and over the top so maybe i'm a problem uh the animation in fire force is spectacular it's very rare for fire to look good like the, the yeah. last time i remember fire is in uh golden kamui where it was just fucking crappy cg like yeah <laughs> prob- like fire over real animation and yeah alpha alpha shaded gifs of yeah fire just <laughs> looping <laughs> but now the fire in here looks really good which is probably the correct choice because if it looked bad i think the show would lose 90 percent of its uh <laughs> pizzazz uh yeah i don't know i like it that's a battle shonen that i don't regret committing to so far yeah um, i mean um, you will have plenty to talk about with uh with duncan and jeff about it because especially jeff who's who's franksing really hard in it so <laughs> he really loves doing that i mean it's um, a it's a skill like how can you I how mean, can you not do it if you can do it yeah yeah that's true uh dr stone next up another shonen battle uh, battle ish shonen not really battle i guess just shonen is shonen yeah shonen 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 uh dude gets uh or the whole world gets i guess i haven't been explaining any of these but that's fine uh i'll let you know if it's one that we haven't already covered but no duncan's watching dr stone <laughs> yeah okay fair enough uh yeah so everybody gets turned to stone and then like 3700 something years later somehow dr stone himself whose name i forget breaks out of the stone and then he helps his friend break out of stone and then they help this super strong dude break out of stone and then he's like evil because he wants to kill all the adults because of course adults are the problem with the world adults adults started the stone plague sure (laughs) they didn't at least as far as they know he just doesn't like the fact that they all started war and shit and like he hates science he doesn't want science to come back because that'll start more wars because science causes wars i don't know he's yeah i mean i mean cavemen were notoriously very peaceful it's true (laughs) yeah he's a fucking idiot um i mean all name a smart shonen antagonist he's not oh sorry you did say antagonist that's true fair point um (laughs) He, uh, they have a smart shonen character. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Doctor Stone himself uh, is yeah. very intelligent, and he's always like, you know, he's like thinking one step ahead, etc. But I mean, he's actually like the antagonist is actually not stupid. He just has stupid reasons, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is nice because like they play off of each other pretty well. And but uh, so I just finished an episode where they finally like they kind of just resolve that conflict for the most part. Eh, maybe we'll see i don't know i haven't like i read the manga before and i didn't really like it i didn't it didn't hook me but apparently like this is the point where it turns into the real dr stone is what people say and i'm excited <sighs> to see it because uh from what it sounds like like he's actually gonna be using a lot of sci- like i think originally the main character was not meant to be the scientist dude it was meant to be the super gung-ho typical shonen protagonist dude and it feels like they were just like, oh, doctor, I mean, the scientist kid is so much better, so let's switch to him. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong, but that's sort of the impression I got from the first episode, first two episodes. Uh, I mean, I guess it is called Dr. Stone, so probably not. Um, I like it a lot. I like the characters. They play off of each other really well, and I think that part of what's elevating it for me above the manga is just the performances. Um I recommend it if it sounds interesting. I don't know. Um, 
It, yeah. I mean, like as I said for, with the other podcasts, it reminds me of a, a Werner Vinge novel, Marooned in Space Time. But I don't think it. I don't think those have very much crossover appeal. So two people can have weird, frozen <laughs> in history until someone breaks you out of it stories. Yeah, great. I've never heard of that story. So. Uh, highly, I mean, it's it's the guy who did a, a Fire Upon the Deep and a Deepness in the Sky, which are two of the best sci-fi novels written in the latter half of the 20th century. So I do, I do like sci-fi and I need to read more, so maybe I'll read this. But for now, moving on to more anime. This list has gone on really long. I'm sorry. It always no, it's does, fine. I guess. Uh, Grand Belm, it really fucking sucked. I don't know why I even picked it up. It's one of those shows I picked up randomly. And what's, it was, what's it about? It's this girl gets transported to another world. So I guess oh. technically it's an isekai. I didn't realize that until now. Uh, but instead of fantasy, <laughs> like they have really goofy looking mechs and then they're like she's all scared and shit and then the there's a angry lady who's like screaming about how she wants to kill this other lady and then they're like oh hey i found you <laughs> i don't it i don't know anything that happens after <laughs> that it just I, was I, it was boring I, and i hated the characters so i dropped I, it after i can one swear that that anime news network published a reasonably positive like take on it i think the people who like that sort of thing like it but like Maybe. what what sort of thing is that thing that they like i don't I like don't screaming scared people i guess and like just over the top uh melo melodramatic she's that trope like the the bad lady it's like that trope where she's just really fucking pissed about everything all the time but mm. not in like an entertaining way and then the main character was like, oh, I don't know what's happening and not in the entertaining way. You know what I mean? Like all the characters had their thing going on, but it wasn't interesting. And then also the mechs look really fucking dumb. <laughs> so, uh, according to, I found the article and they, the, their biggest positive is how like unique and interesting looking the mechs are. Yikes. So yeah, like yeah. I said, if it's into, if you're into it, I guess you like it. I guess I'm not into it. <laughs> I mean, which is funny because they they describe it as a as a Madoka like. Um, I could definitely a, see it going in that direction. That's I've a good way it. to make me not want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Vinland Saga. I've I watched the original like what was it three batch of th three yep. episodes, um, and then it was on Amazon, so I forgot to watch more. Um, I like the manga a lot. I'll probably continue watching this later. When yeah, I remember. it's been. It's been good so far. I mean, I I'm going into it relatively blind, but as I said in our previous episode, I I enjoy the material culture. I think that a lot of the fighting animation is stupid, and I hate how occasionally it becomes very anime. But um, <laughs> the rest of it, I like the slow pacing. I like the like focus on the landscape, and on the human and the physical geography. Um, and I yeah, hope that's it keeps fair. that. I hope it keeps that up. I I like watching uh thor's like work his way through like three ships full of guys with only his fists was not what i'm there for but clearly what other people are there for so yeah that's whatever. what i'm there for well i'm there for <laughs> all of it I'll, i mean to be honest i just i like the whole package i don't think there's anything i really dislike about it that i can not, nothing i can think of off the top of my head that's for sure um yeah yeah no. i mean i i kind of knew going in that this would be the how you felt about it because <laughs> It definitely is exactly what you said. Uh, sometimes it's very, I mean, very like, anime. Well, the thing is, I like like with with a lot of with a fair amount of money being thrown around, and presumably they're they're saving a bit with the the CGness of mm -hmm. the the base animation. Like, I hope that we get twenty four episodes of this, and they can just like 
tell a complete story at a good pace and like basically what i always wish for what i liked so much with <laughs> run with the wind where it's just like yeah. oh it's not gonna have weird slumps like slime or like be crammed all in the end like i'm not every too, anime i'm not too optimistic about that just because i think it's still a running manga and they almost always had trouble ending those on a good note you know what i mean like it's usually either the adventure continues or they make an original ending and it fucking blows not I mean, all the well, time but maybe you know. they were i mean i the adventure continues can work if they if they know about it from the beginning yeah but the problem is when they keep the door open because like maybe we'll get a second season yeah yeah so well we'll knows? see yeah i'm liking what i've seen so far um and then i tried wasteful days of high school girls which a lot of people are saying is the girl version of i forgot is it the everyday life of high school boys everyday li- uh, daily lives of high school daily boys. lives of high school boys which that show is fantastic um and very goofy and very like accurate um, uh-huh. of of idiot kids idiot and, and weird but not in like a nietzsche joe yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very much like when I was watching Nietzsche Joe, a lot of people recommended that to me as a follow-up, and they call it Nietzsche Bros. And, you know, it's it's an apt enough comparison, but yeah, it's definitely not wacky like Nietzsche Joe. Like, nobody uh, nobody's slams a, a, a deer. In, <laughs> or in is a wind-up robot, or... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Rides a goat um, to school. So, Wasteful Days of High School Girls is more on the side of daily lives of high school boys. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're actually related, but it they're, you know, the titles are very, very similar. Um I think I've only watched one episode and it was decent enough, um, but it did not make me laugh a lot, which is what I was hoping for. Um, I don't know if I'll continue it, to be honest. I, I might I might give another couple episodes, but it did not enthrall me. I can see why people would like it a lot, though, and I think people do like it a lot, generally. Uh, um, it looks like they are completely unrelated. Okay, yeah, that's, I mean, that's high not school girls too surprising. High school boys. Because... A lot of times, anime and manga will basically steal other titles wholesale. Well, actually, well, actually in um, in a uh, in uh, Japanese, the titles aren't anything alike. Oh, interesting. Josie Kosei no Muda Zukai versus Danchi Kyosei no Nichi Joe. I guess that's why they call it Nichi Bros because it's literally in the fucking title. Anyway, <laughs> got three left. Jesus, uh, Copcraft is Copcraft. Copcraft. It's a really dumb name for a procedural in a world where, like, I guess a portal opens up to the fairyland and, you know, a bunch of fae come over and start living in our world. Reverse and... gate. Huh? Reverse gate. Uh, yeah, actually, good good <laughs> call. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it's nowhere near as... Um, uh-huh. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, propaganda-ish. Oh. Like, yeah. like gate because there's no japanese military being the best military in the world uh it's it is purely a cop procedural in that setting and i love it um the animation is not spectacular but it can be sometimes uh but i just i like the main character the main guy a lot and i like his little sidekick elf lady who is like i don't know she said she's like 100 years old or something but obviously mm. she's a lolly design oh, yeah obviously a lolly but they uh, don't really make jokes about that, so that's nice at least. I mean, she's not. It uh, hopefully she's not a sex object, except insofar as her character design makes her a sex object. Yeah, her, so. her battle outfit, which she turns into like she when she gets all powerful, <laughs> her outfit changes because reasons is you know, it's a little bit. But it's even then, it's like not the worst I've ever seen, and so I just yeah, kind of shrug it off. Yeah, looks like it's just point. got. 
got a little bit of a Zetai Ryoki, but otherwise is like covering a surprising amount of her chest in midrift. So yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I I like I like her non-battle design a lot. It's it's real like subdued compared to you know most like <laughs> fantasy character outfits. Right. You know what I mean? Um, compared to wizard stripper, battle stripper, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. Priest uh, stripper. All right, man. Um, I. It might be my favorite thing this season, to be honest. Uh, uh, Karma Burn published a really like glowing first look of it, and I think it was enough to talk Duncan. Duncan might be picking it up, especially if you tell him to pick it up. He he was asking me to uh, convince him last episode, but then I was dying in my bed, so I didn't show up and convince him. Uh, I, I I like it a lot. It was the biggest surprise. I, it was another one that I just grabbed for no reason, and mm-hmm. I <laughs> yeah. Um, two more. Uh, this one, uh, the second season started this season, but I had not watched any of it until now. Uh, is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon, aka Don Machi, which is how I will refer to it from now on because it's way shorter, um, is just a really light fantasy thing. It's not Isekai, which is sort of refreshing. It does have a sort of like video gamey element to it with how they get stronger, like they actually have levels and ranks and shit, but it's not as explicit and weird as it used to be, like, or as it usually is not used to be um <laughs> there's no like level up effects or anything i assume well like there are, there are so level up effects. <laughs> the way that it it's a really weird sort of mechanic like uh all of the gods basically were like we're not going to live in heaven anymore we're just going to come live on earth and they kind of gave up like most of their powers to do this and which is kind of interesting um uh and then they adopt people into their familia as it's called um and when they do that, the people that they adopt uh, gain the ability to fight in the dungeon and level up and get more powerful through the power of their god, which is a neat twist on you know how that works because that way it's not just fucking you know how the world works. It's like the god is actually giving them that ability. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Um, but all that aside, <clears throat> it's really just a light fantasy where they dive into the dungeon a lot, and then sometimes the different families will fight, or the the guild, like the the guild hall for adventurers, will get involved and all that shit. And the characters are really funny and charming. Uh, Hestia, the one with the boob rope, the main goddess, uh, she's fucking hilarious, and it's really funny, like and refreshing that she's super short. And people make fun of her all the time, but she shrugs it off and doesn't even acknowledge it. She doesn't have a complex about it, which I love because she's so confident. It's like the first anime ever that a short character hasn't had a complex. Right? And it's <laughs> it's so fucking... It's really funny when it happens because she just doesn't care. Uh, <clears throat> she also has large breasts and they also call that out, the big titty lolly sort of thing. But, you know, what are you going to do? Never mind. Never mind. We can all look back. <laughs> hey, no, there's it's it balances uh does it yes shut up i really like it i am surprised at how much i liked it and then i so yeah i like marathon the first season and then disc i didn't even know that the second season was airing i just randomly decided to watch it uh and then i fell in love and then i learned there's a spinoff called a fucking sword oratoria or something and it's about like loki's guild and it's boring because it the main character is just this girl who loves the badass sword lady she like i think she's just literally in love with her and the whole thing is about her pining after badass sword lady and whining when she 
fails to be as badass as badass sword lady and blah blah blah. It's just boring. So it sounds she like sucks. they the characters are what's important to you and yeah the setting like a, a new group of characters in the same setting is has no interest to you i, I mean like i do like the setting I, I said that earlier but i but yeah it's not enough to keep me hooked when this boring lady is boring um i'll probably still watch it because i'm committed to the franchise now <laughs> um uh let's see the last one is and i think i can use this to sort of branch into our next topic is astra lost in space which people were talking up the first episode a lot about how great it is and like so the the conceit is that a bunch of kids are about to be dropped off to um or like dropped off on a planet to go do like this camping thing uh I guess it's just like a yearly event that some kids go on and it's like all the adults leave them and they just have to survive for a week or two. I don't remember. It doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> and then this, this weird portal opens up and they're all confused and they all get sucked into it. And then they end up like in space <clears throat> and then there's this like dead ship floating next to them. So they all to get back to it and then they're lost. They're just completely lost. And they're like many, many light years away from where they're supposed to be. And they don't know how to get back. And Actually, I think they do know how to get back. They find like a star map and calculate how to get back and they have to like jump to planets to get resources to mm-hmm. continue the path, you know? Um, and I thought it was a really, really good start and I was hooked and everybody was talking it up. And then I, I don't know, it's pretty shallow, but the animation is just really fucking bad and the art is really bad. And I'm really disappointed with how that is because it's actually detracting from my enjoyment of the show overall. And to the point where I just don't even like look forward to watching it. And in fact, I haven't watched it in the last few episodes. So I think I'm just going to read the manga. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds like a good idea. I mean, yeah, the manga yeah. us- mangas usually don't suffer from the same art problems that yeah. uh, a quick one core adaptation from a, a B tier studio mm-hmm. would would wreak. Yeah. So and like yeah, it's a, it's a bummer because I did genuinely like like the setup uh, is very. Very good. I don't know. This is good. Uh, uh, I am dis- disappointed with Astro Lost in Space's adaptation, but I will definitely pick up the manga, so that's cool. Hmm. And that's the end of my list. Okay, well, let's go ahead and take a break, and then we'll come back for our theme for this in-between on hype, disappointment, and the internet. Yay. God, it's so fucking hot in here. I hate having to turn off my AC so that you don't get that Me on the too. recording. It's like 7,000 degrees. Ugh. And we're back. As I said, for the second half, we'll be covering anime that were hyped to us but disappointed us, or anime that we hyped to ourselves and then realized what fools we are, um, or it's the internet's fault. It's probably the internet's fault. Um, yeah, internet. I just thought of something quickly, quick that we could run through to kind of just have a nice little talk about some of our dumbest anime watching decisions and like how we got to them. So I divide my my list of mistakes into three categories. Uh, the first is action. If I pick up something because it seems to have good action, um, that can offer me a way to get tricked. Uh, the second is feels. This was especially common for me in like the early 2010s <laughs> where I was looking for like really impactful anime. It's how I watched a lot of Mario Kata stuff, uh, which we'll be talking about. And finally... If I find someone's character design attractive, uh, especially a lady, then I tend to watch that. And that has invariably bitten me in the ass. 
Uh, so uh, I don't know if you structured your list at all, no, John, but we'll just, I, we'll just go back and forth. My list is alphabetical, but I'll try not to do alphabetical, but I'll probably do alphabetical. Just do top, bottom, second top, yeah. second bottom. <laughs> so I think that the... So I still remember the time that uh, I had heard uh, Karma Burn Evirus talk really glowingly about Monster. And since I didn't really have the time to watch, to read the, the manga, I decided to watch the 75 episode anime. And that was a mistake. It's really funny that, like, I think this, we actually have this problem in our own podcast that people will read the manga and then watch the anime and then they will recommend the anime based on a weird amalgam of like the good parts mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. manga and the good parts of the anime and i feel like everyone i talked to about monster had those problems because there are some great things about monster the protagonist the pacing and the fixation on whether it can ever be moral to murder someone to the exclusion of any other like themes or character development drove me up a wall uh and i unfortunately because it's 75 episodes and that's hard to binge your way through. I ended up kind of hating it in a way that I really regret because I don't think I'll ever read the manga, which is clearly the better the better work. I think you've read it, right? I have read the full manga, yep. And I really, really liked it. You don't yeah. like the protagonist at all? Um, What's his name? Tenma? Dr. Dr. Tenma, yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Like, he just... It's, for some reason, it's because they would have him, like, have these realizations that like his ethical system wasn't supreme and then you'd have to walk those decisions back again so he wouldn't just take care of fucking johan the like boys from brazil hitler like sociopath little boy produced by the nazi regime and is now wandering around east germany during the the post-war cold war period Mm -hmm. like it just it, it it felt like there was a lot of treading water and a lot of that meant that like Tenma had to just like continually have doubts about whether he was doing the right thing. That's that's weird because I feel like in the manga and maybe I'm just remembering wrong, but it felt like after a point and it wasn't like at the end, it was like somewhere around the middle, like he was fully committed to killing the monster whose name I forgot. Johan. Like yeah, Johan, yeah. Like he w- he was no longer like waffling about it. Like he might have had doubts every now and then, but he was definitely committed to ending what he started or what he felt he started at least. Yeah, I wonder if it's just the problem between like the different how interiority is handled in different mediums because like it's one thing to have a single uh like text box be like, "Man, I don't know if I should do this" versus like yeah. having to have the character stop and be like Matt, I don't know if I should do this, but yeah, yeah. that's definitely, that's, I feel like that is definitely a problem with a lot of adaptations is moments that fly by in the manga get drawn out just because they have to be said out loud and they have to be animated. They can't just be a single panel and moved on like that. And also when you're speaking something out loud, it becomes a lot more real. Like they're, because we read and we internalize, like we hear the voice inside, it feels much more like internal monologue Mm -hmm. than the anime standby of having someone pause and frown in the middle distance and then be like, <laughs> I don't really know if I should do this. It's like, they're literally, they could be opening their mouths and talking to themselves. It's qualitatively the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. And that's one where like, there are going to be somewhere I'm like, this is shit. And I wasted my time and I'm with monster. I'm more just disappointed that like, I, because of this, up, like, well, yeah. It, and just, I, it I, took I love, forever. I love the premise. Um, but and like the 
I will say, like I, I before I knew you'd read the manga, I had told you previously to to like watch it. But I do think that um, the the ED, which is like the picture book about the monster that's slowly eating the boy inside, oh, um, no. is fucking haunting. And having to like after no matter what happens at the end of every single episode, you have to watch this little like like Grimm's fable about how like sociopathy is devouring this boy and devouring the society that he lives in is hmm. great and like so there's there are these really great touches but yeah just the pacing is so slow and i kind of regret that like even though i don't really believe in spoilers like this is my only chance to like approach the story for the first time and i approached it in a way that made me hate it and granted it's a sort of thing where if i did how you all said that i should just drop it i would I probably wouldn't hate it, but that's just not how I'm wired. And so I just <laughs> ruined a good thing for myself. <laughs> Who's the real monster now? Uh, but look how large I've grown. <laughs> what's the next one that you, what's, what's one that you, that you wish you hadn't? Wish I hadn't is a strong word for, or is a strong phrase for this one. But well, I'm just wish you'd it. done differently then. How about that? Yeah, I'll just get this one out of the way. Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, I don't. I don't hate it. I just don't like it and it didn't do anything for me and it was kind of a bummer after all of the hype over the many many years that I'd heard and I finally watched it and I was just kind of bored the whole time. Um I think I laughed when uh Shinji I wa- I also watched End of Evangelion. I laughed when Shinji of course uh spurred it into his own hand over the uh hospitalized uh patient comatose yeah yeah yeah, that was the word thanks uh i laughed at that that was funny and i think that ended up being the highlight of the show for Mm -hmm. me just because of how little it meant to me um which is a bummer because i know it's really important to you and also a lot of other people that i know like it's very formative for so many people who are into anime but see the thing the thing for me is like i first off when when Shinji like beats off into his own hand, I still remember someone that posted like the picture with a caption of like, "Oh no, my toaster strudel frosting," uh, and, and that's made me unfortunately laugh at what's not an appropriate scene to laugh at. No, um, but uh, see, the funny thing for me was so I when I first got into anime and I wasn't really active on like torrents or download sites blah 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 kazaa limewire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh i so i like would check them out from blockbuster god i'm mega dating myself uh but they only had the first volume of neon genesis evangelion so so it was formative to me but i just watched the first the first volume which ends with him like leaving nerve because he can't cut it and like Obviously, the next episode's when like he comes back because mm-hmm. they need him. But I just thought, like, man, what a like weird muted anime where like he pilots a robot like twice and doesn't like it and goes home, and that's like the end of the anime. That would be, I think, uh, I can't say that that would do better. That would work better for me because I don't think it would. But it would be really interesting and different. <laughs> yeah, well, so I watched that my senior year of high school, and then I didn't watch the rest of it till my senior year of college. And by that time, I'd already made the commitment to Malcolm Gladwell style, 10,000 hour expert principal thing 
like watch a ton of anime and become an expert in anime. And so I had I had the associations with it being very early on for me. Um, but then I also watched it when I was much more mature and grounded as mm. as an anime person. And I think that you can fuck up your appreciation of Evangelion, um, even if it's something that would normally connect with you by watching it too early or too late. And I think of all the people who, now that it's out on Netflix, who have had it hyped because it hasn't been on sale for a decade period mm-hmm. like you can't yeah. watch it besides by pirating it or finding a friend who owns the platinum edition <laughs> so i wonder how many people it's been it's been messed up for and i know we've talked a lot privately about the waypoint stuff where it just sounds like it's a bunch of people tearing down an overhyped show while while a bunch of other people watch them and it's it's too bad because i do think it's a i do think it's like a very it's a fragile work. It doesn't, it's not a, a man for all seasons. And I a hundred percent do not think it's bad. And <laughs> despite I what you've said over perfect. the years. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I joke about it a lot because it's fun to joke about things, but I definitely don't think it's a bad work. And I just want to be clear about that because obviously I'm going to get a lot of hate mail. That's going to happen. Oh, you think, <laughs> you think people listen to our podcast? It's very sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, nah, it's, also, it's completely unrelated to me liking it or dislike it. What really infuriates me is people who scream about Shinji being a whiny little bitch who should get in the robot and stop whining. It just infuriates me because it's not, it's not the point of the show. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, if, if even you can tell it, that's the thing. Like, and that's what I like about the. As much as I have problems with the rebuilds, I do like that. Like, Ano's like, see, Shinji can get in the robot; doesn't change anything. Sometimes you're fucked. And yeah. that is also not something that geeks like to hear. <laughs> they don't yeah. they don't want to hear that they can save things. Well, speaking of whiny bitches and also speaking of cowards, uh, like we talked about in the first half with a <laughs> what is the coward dude's name in Demon even, Slayer? I don't wanna know. I don't wanna know. I hate him. I can't remember. I don't know any of their names. So have you, so have you ever seen Blue Gender? I don't know. It's don't the it's the so. big it's the big no, big bugs the, mecha. The blues I have seen are Perfect Blue and Blue Submarine Number Six. I think is what it's called. Isn't Blue Submarine like Yaoi ish, or is that Submarine Number? No, that's never mind. Okay, uh, <laughs> I don't think it's Yaoi. <laughs> I mean, hopefully you notice <laughs> these guys are some really I think good I, yeah, friends. I, think I, would have known. Uh, I might even be making up the title, honestly. No, I, I think you're right. That Blue Submarine Number Six isn't it like a lazy Matsumoto thing? I don't know. Uh, but Blue Gender is this like post-apocalyptic setting where. It's basically Starship Trooper if the Starship Troopers had lost. Um, and there's just a small, like, these small isolated cells of humans that are using, like, leftover war technology to fight these bugs that are now the dominant life form on the planet. And that attack and eat the brains of people um, who can't. And they're, like, and so this guy, like, this guy who wakes up 28 days later in a hospital is shepherded by this, like, super soldier girl um because he's got something with his genetics i watched it a long time ago so if this is all wrong (laughs) fucking write me a check to watch it again because i'm not going to do it for free Uh, (laughs) but uh but they get to space and it's it so far it sounds neat and i sound like something No, that's the thing it's like it's like i was pitching people like it's super grim like people die and it's like a ruined world that the protagonist cannot save they're saving themselves not the world and i'm like rad and the main problem is the protagonist, 
whose name I cannot recall for the same reason that you probably uh, <laughs> can't recall. What's his name? Coward, Coward guy. Boy. Yeah. Uh, I know that the uh, I know that the 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 super soldier girl's name is Marlene because I was just like Marlene. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, oh no, yeah, he's he's a Yuji. Um, yeah, he. <sighs> He just screams and cries and you keep waiting for him to like have a moment where he decides to like pull his weight on this two person team. Um, but he never does. He literally never, he like never becomes a useful member of the team and he's dragged along purely because of like his special genome shit because spoilers skip ahead 15 seconds. If you don't want to hear this, the bugs are people, they're hyper evolved people. <laughs> That's all. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I watched all of it and I was miserable and there's a movie and people are like the movie, if you didn't like the show, the movie will like really, really like lock it in for you. And I was like, nah, like there's nothing between like the incredibly annoying protagonist and like, if you don't have people to cheer for a grim setting, is just torturing characters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like if, which is why like bad horror movies where like everyone's a selfish asshole are bad horror yeah. movies. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't cheer for them. You want them to die. And like Marlene's cool. Marlene, she can go back to space. Like, like live, live your life. Happy Marlene angel or, or <laughs> Mar- Marine and Andrew. But, <laughs> but, uh, but no, you, needed to die and 26 episodes. Cause this is old school stuff. Um, but yeah, there's, and it's one of the ones where it's it's gotten it's been long enough that I've begun to doubt myself. Like, is it bad? Um, but yeah, it's it it clearly comes from like the late '90s, early 2000s, like sci-fi anime glut. Um, and I don't think it's a worthy work. And yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess it's my turn, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna go with kite. Um. Honestly, I just heard the name for a lot of years, and I think I had one friend who always talked about how great it was. <clears throat> and then I watched it. I don't I don't remember if it opens up with this, but it's basically the main character getting raped, and that's pretty great. Uh, and then I watched a little bit more, and it was just not interesting or good. And I think the problem is that a lot of people watch the version of it without the rape and the hint. I mean, it's basically a porn for half the show, like if you get that version. Uh and it's kind of weird. Like, it's just a weird thing. Because I think the people who recommend it don't know what I'm talking about when I say that what happens. They're like, oh, wow. <laughs> That's not what I watched. But it is. It is what I watched. And it was not good. And then I stopped watching it. Um, I did not finish that movie. And it's hard to say I was disappointed because I think I was just watching it because it was so popular. And sometimes I want to watch something that you know, is, is, uh, like a cultural touchstone. That's what I was, that's mm. what I was trying to think. Mm. Like, like it's something that a lot of people talk about and like, I just kind of want to know what they're talking about. You know, I regret it. I regret that very much for kite. Um, it's not good. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Well, that okay. reminds me kind of, of, so, uh, for, for years I had planned to watch steam boy. Have you ever watched steam boy? I have not, but I've also for years planned to, <laughs> um, steam boy, it, I watched it because it, so if you've ever watched anime for a while, you've noticed that people will be like, Oh, it's, it's next Miyazaki. It's next Miyazaki. And this was apparently one of those. I and, do remember that. Yeah, yeah. And man, um, it's beautiful. It's well cast, but it's, 
it's a sh- it's a movie where there's like no clear villain it's just three people who like have subtly different beliefs about how the world should work out like clashing against each other which is which would be great in a tv series in a two-hour movie it's just like so who who's what who's the hero and i um yeah and just like I don't want to talk too much because I do like with a movie, like it'd be me and like spoiling blue gender doesn't matter to me. Cause like it's 26 episodes. Like no one's going to watch it who hasn't already watched it, but <laughs> steam boy like is pretty. And it has, it has a little bit of that, uh, that Nadia spice, that, that delicious, um, like late, like late 19th century optimism, but just like, it just, it doesn't, it, there's no villain. There's no stakes. Like, we're not clear what happens if anyone succeeds or fails. And there's no real message. The message is kind of just like, don't do bad stuff. And I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I probably shouldn't have picked this one because I don't really have any. Like, it just, it was a disappointment because it was just like, man, the bar's a lot lower for a movie, isn't it? In anime. And I think it is, <laughs> generally speaking. Like, I think that I think, you can watch, yeah. if there's not apparently rape in it, you can just watch a, a bad anime movie and be like, huh. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's much less of a commitment. To be fair, like it's it's a like couple hours at most, com- as as opposed to four for like what thirteen episodes. Yeah. Is that am I doing the math right? I don't know. No, you're fucking basically, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I'm not saying you should you shouldn't watch it because, like, I I know that those are very writerly complaints. Um, but mm-hmm. like like you got to get your shit nailed down for a movie like asap like don't like moral ambiguity is fine if you've already established the stakes of what happens if one person's wrong one person's right but she's like oh we'll turn the city into a flying fortress or we'll deactivate the city or we'll just let the city do its thing <laughs> what sure <laughs> okay. that's fine there's a giant walking city at the end it's i mean it, it looks great it looks like a fucking like Howl's moving castle but a city size but I like, do like giant walking cities. But there is just like, there's like, what do we do with the city? And it's like, I don't know what it matters. Like, obviously the guy who's like turned into a weapon's probably wrong. But the guy who's just like, just let it be or let's deactivate it. Like, uh, are those different? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Um, at least it looks good, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got a, it was, I think it was one of the first anime non-miyazaki animes that had like a really star-studded dub cast where it had like patrick stewart as the grandfather and i think billy crudup who we know as dr manhattan or the like religious like second in command on alien covenant (laughs) um was like the main protagonist like pretending to be a boy so (laughs) it was it's kind of i don't know it's i think it's of historical importance now i would not recommend it like we already have much better the next Miyazaki people like Mamoru Hosoda or Shinkai Makoto. Although I think that also that comparison's dumb, but a lot of yeah, anime I don't, is dumb. I don't think that. I also think that comparison's dumb to Shinkai. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I, there's nobody I would really com- like. None of the big names. I don't think any of them I would compare to Miyazaki, and I don't think any of them I could would compare to each other either. Like there's Miyazaki, Shinkai, uh, uh, Masaki Yuasa. He does a lot of cool movies. Like they they don't overlap a lot i guess some of you work but even then like not really like people need to stop anyway yeah <laughs> i mean like i think satoshi kone and masaki Uasa had more overlap than anyone but 
Yeah, yeah but even Satoshi Kon's like, dead, and yeah, there yeah. wasn't that much. So their styles are so incredibly different. Even even if there's some overlap, like if I really wanted to upset people, I would have put Paprika on this list. But I don't. I think I could do even worse of a job of complain of explaining why Paprika disappointed <laughs> me than than Steam Boy. So. I like paprika, but also it was my first Satoshi Kon thing, so maybe I yeah, just I think didn't you get, I know think, better. I think like, you get I one. I think you get one, and then after that, you're like, oh, it's yeah. <laughs> one day, I mean, uh, he also did Perfect Blue, right? That was his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked that one. That one was real. Yeah, good. I like that one too. And, and, and That's horrifying. my favorite of his. Yeah. But like, de- I definitely like it more in paprika, like a lot more. But uh, like Paranoia Agent, especially, I was just like, but that's also a show I've, where it can run out. Not, yeah, I've actually tried to watch that one a lot, and I've never been able to stick to it. And I don't have words for why, but <laughs> it's definitely, I guess it's definitely a super hyped one that I just couldn't get into. Yeah, we discovered I, a yeah. new one while we were talking. Huh. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, s- speaking of pretty that you didn't like, Tech on Concrete. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to pass on that one, because I don't, I, that one is one that definitely has like receded into the mists of my memory for me. No, that's fine. We don't need to talk about it. No, lot, I mean, but... I just, I like my notes say that I, I found it kind of glib and arbitrary and very like artistic to the detriment of like knowing what's going on. And I thought that the twist at the end with like the themes of brotherhood weren't that engrossing. But I think I can't, that's... I can't disagree with any of that, but man, it sure looked good. <laughs> well, I think we're on opposite ends of the spectrum there. We're like, ah, if the writing, if the writing's bad, I'm not there. And if the art's bad, you're not there. Um, <laughs> that, that I think is often true. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, even when it's like, sometimes the art's good and what draws me in, like, um, like Chunibyo Demo Koi Gashitai, also known as Chutukoi, um, which is about this guy who used to be. I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but it's this guy mm-hmm. who used to be like a, like a, the whole like Chunibyo syndrome where these kids like get lost in elaborate fantasies during what would be equivalent to us, our junior high years. And they he just, like, they just think they're so much bigger and better than anyone. Well, yeah. And they like have like, they think that they're like, you know, secretly like they have a yeah, demon yeah. locked inside them or they're like a, they have like magic powers or something. And there's this guy that used to be like a huge fucking nerd on that and grew out of it. And then he meets this girl who is one of the more obvious Ayanami Ray XPs to reference <laughs> Neon Genesis Evangelion, where she's got an eye patch and the same haircut and the same vocal delivery as Megumi Hashibara, although I don't think it's the same voice actress. Yeah. And she's like, think that she's got this demon eye and she like wants to like be a wizard and find all this stuff. And she draws him back into her like weird world of dumb childish fantasies. Cause he totally wants to bone this girl who seems like she's mentally around eight years old. Uh, and nice. Yeah. And it's like, it's a show where it's very cute. It's kill Annie at the peak of it's just like vomiting, like high quality art all over and having like great kinetic animation. And especially in the first few episodes, um, the way that Yuta like, responds hyperbolically to to rika the the like delusional girl saying dumb things um like where he like ah and he like he like bounce he like literally like ping pongs off the walls like looney tunes and like starts rolling back and forth on the floor really fast um those are funny but also like the entire the entire show is him coddling someone who has frankly harmful delusions about the world and it's just not cute and, and everyone to be clear it is absolutely not real yes yes like there's a weird thing where she takes off her eye patch for the first time and it like 
this golden glint catches her eye and like kind of lights up the room and he's like oh my god is this but no she's wearing like a like a, a gold contact and it like immediately like hurts her eye no she's 100 percent delusional and then wow. like one of his child like in the second season one of his childhood friends comes in and she's like oh i didn't know you're into like these weird dumb games and he's like well you know i'm just trying to like help rika grow up which he's not he's not helping her she's just yeah he's just coddling her um and then there's a whole like the whole thing is they they're like dating but like they can't kiss because she's obviously like way too infantilized for that so it's like they're building up to holding hands for the first time and um at one point she has a she has a fantasy about marrying him and she breaks herself out of the fantasy because she can't imagine herself kissing him which means you shouldn't date this person because you aren't actually attracted to them (laughs) i'm sorry is does the show actually think that he's trying to help her grow up or is that just a lie he says i mean i think the show buys very deeply into the healing power of love where if someone is just there with her all the time and always accepts her eventually she'll just magically stop being a weirdo who thinks that she's like possessed by the demon eye um (laughs) and there are other characters who who have other dumb stuff going on <laughs> but, they, but like the, the 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 fact is also like what what really turned me off was they this was super popular obviously why it got recommended to me also i like ray xbs i'm not going to apologize for that there'll be a couple others on this list that i watched because i was like hey short-haired purple girl purple-haired girl with an eye patch yes please <laughs> but uh but they like did a bunch of spin-offs where like they did one that was literally it was basically the um what was the how like the the twilight lady planned to have like the books from edward's perspective and then uh the 50 shades lady did have the books from christian's perspective um oh and and so like we we literally have the entire first season and then the movie done from rika's perspective and it's just the same art but with rika narrating over what she thinks is happening and a bit a few more special effects of like actual magic happening because she's like Oh, no, I can complain forever about this. It was like, I think it was the first like huge blowout where I'd trusted Kyoani implicitly until until now. And this was this was such just like inf- infantilizing fandom catering trash. And it was so huge in like 2014 or something. I d- yeah, I mean, I definitely recognize the name. I, I hear it come up all the time. It's something that this is not one that I will ever fall into the trap of watching just for the record i know it's not for me <laughs> uh, the best the best parts about it are there are two characters that are added it's a light novel there are two characters mm-hmm. that are added for uh the uh for the anime and one of them's a senior girl who they tricked to join their their club by like making it like the occult magic and napping club because she's really into napping um nice. and she is the best character <laughs> where she's just like <laughs> she comes in the like the like um i think her name's cumin cumin uh, and they're like, come in, we're, we're doing magic. She's like, that's great. I'm going to nap. And then at one point she gets them like registered in like the, the, like tri, the tri province area, like napping competition what? where they have to stay along. Like their team has to stay, al- stay asleep for cumulatively longer than the other team. Like, that's the funny part. Like, those are the funny bits. It's just like, uh, and people are always like, what do you do? Cause we'd freak out from Rika's fake problems. And she's like, just like, take a nap. And it's just like. This girl knows what's up. I want to show about her because being like the one normal member of this this weird codependent group of high school kids and just be like, just take a nap. (laughs) Isn't this great? We have a club where we can just sleep at school whenever we want. 
maybe this is speaking a lot to me that I find this to be an incredibly attractive uh, option, but yeah. Hey, napping is good. It feels good. And then you wake up and you're like, ah, I wasted a lot of time. Well, that's why you set an alarm, my man. Yeah, well, then I just hit snooze until I give up and turn it off and then go back to sleep. <laughs> I'm not good about naps, okay? Leave okay. me alone. Well, maybe you need to have like a cute senior girl to like have you join the nap club and then she can be like you she can be like you should be like you're the chosen one you can join our nap team and you can totally destroy everyone on the other team with your cumulative napping time listen if a cute girl wants to ask me to nap i guess i'll do it <laughs> i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say no i guess i mean to put a gun to my head i don't know um <laughs> what anime disappointed you john what anime disappointed me what anime was overhyped uh school life uh and it's hard to say that this was overhyped, but I will say that it fucking tricked me. Um, you overhyped you, it for yourself. Yeah, so... Uh, actually, no, I will say it's overhyped. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> everyone was like, hey, watch this. Don't... And then I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Just watch it because it's amazing. And the, you know, well, after the first episode, you'll fall in love. Oh, so the first episode is very much the cute girls doing cute things thing. And then at the spoilers for school live uh, anime that was a while ago uh, <laughs> I don't know. at the end of the first episode like the main character like it's revealed that she is speaking of delusions she's delusional um and does not realize that she's in a zombie apocalypse she uh and all of the other girls are like playing along to her fantasy I, to just try to keep her happy i do remember this anime i told you before recording that i didn't but no i do and it's a great premise it sounds like right it's a really good premise but then like immediately after the revelation like sure they do some survival stuff but like it also just leans really hard into the cute girls doing cute things thing which is i was really hoping it would steer away from like once the revelation happened um but it didn't and then like the stuff with the zombies just wasn't interesting like it was very typical stuff like oh we got to go to a mall to get resources etc cetera, etc cetera. um and i don't know it just wasn't wasn't the best um i watched the whole thing and i kind of regret it like the <laughs> twist the twist was good and then it got me so excited for the rest and then the rest was not good um yeah well speaking of disappointing things with zombies gungrave ah oh, fuck gungrave you'd think that mafia and zombies from the guy who did trigun would be like you'd think the best <laughs> yeah you would think Gungrave is based on a video game, right, too? I think, yeah, I think so, yes. I think he wrote a script for a video game and then possibly did a manga spinoff. Yeah. So, like, the first episode opens up real bombastically, right? I think I remember liking the first episode a lot. And then the next episode immediately goes, like, to this to back in time before any of the weird supernatural shit is happening. And he's just kind of like this. He's just a mafia guy, like, working in a mafia. And that alone <laughs> is kind of interesting because, like... I have enjoyed mafia shit before, and then it just kind of devolves into horse shit, and I, it's really bad. See, I'm different. Where I like the, the weird kind of like nondescript, generic mafia stuff that appears in anime, like even in Bakano, like it's like they watch a couple of maf mafia movies, but not like many and not very closely. Because like a couple of the other ones that I would put on this list, like Michiko Itachin and Black Lagoon both have really like central like mafia plots in there and it's always just like it is kind of, it's like always the same thing yeah I, I, it's just it's just mean. it's just like latinx yakuza is always what it is and it never really has like but with like more yeah. 
more drugs and guns. And so it just never really like has any specificity and mm-hmm. in Gungrave, especially like, Oh yeah. No, Gungrave is not good at it at all. The, like the, the main bad guy is just like at the top of a fucking massive skyscraper. And it's like, <laughs> I don't, I don't think a mafia boss would have this high of a profile, but that's not even no. like the worst part about it. It's just, it's boring. And the, it is boring. The fighting's it, boring. It, yeah. And it's so it was, I want like, I think I had just watched, rewatched Trigon, and I was like, oh, I remember hearing about Gungrave. That's by the Trigon guy. I'm going to watch it because people love it. What is wrong with these people? They're all stupid. <laughs> you're not stupid, listener. I love you. But, but if you like Gungrave, you're a little stupid. <laughs> I mean, maybe you just needed, like, junk food that literally has no caloric intake. No, I can't, I can't, even, I can't even defend you. I'm sorry. John's right. You're a little stupid. I can't. <laughs> I, no, there's... It, it's I can't like gun to my head. I can tell you what happened in maybe three or four episodes of Gungrave, and otherwise I could not tell you what happened in twenty four episodes. Like he gets betrayed, and then he becomes like kind of a zombie, but he also fights zombie. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. I mm, and it's let's... it's it's the problem of like like again to segue kind of smoothly into to Black Lagoon. Like it's a show that's like really impressed with its like over the top like extreme and extremely violent characters and like mm-hmm. there are parts of black lagoon is much better than gungrave i would say like yeah way 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 better the, for sure like the setting and like the fact that it's got like a non-minstrel show black character and like a non like protocol of the elders of zion jewish character in it are just like praiseworthy but like man like they fight like the kkk and they fight like weird like psycho children and they fight fight hilarious hilariously like non-specific again mafia including a battle maid roberta from one of the mafia uh, families yep, yep. they and, gave her a special too yeah, yeah i watched it it's it's i mean it's it's not as bad for me like i think like if you like black Lagoon, great i can defend that i can't defend gungrave but like yeah. Roberta's blood trail is literally just like, how about we just have a season's worth of destruction in a six episode OVA as she just like kills her way through the entire city of people. Um, But, and that, but that's honestly like, that's the, if you boil down the peel of black lagoon to the people who really like it, that's what they like. But I was more frustrated that you have this kind of Japanese like salaryman who's breaking bad with this kind of weird crew. And they're trying to make, I was going to say like, to call back to my oops my phone bust ignore me um to call back to my complaint with people complaining about eva like i really like that the main character whose name i will never remember because i never remember names is like he just leans all in on the badass like mercenary bullshit uh and i really appreciate that and i i mean i like black Lagoon. i would not put it on this list at all so i it I was mean, just it was i know it why was so did, hyped but, to me but, and, and the thing is i i do this to myself because like I get really excited about like accurate gun stuff in anime, which is how I watched Upate. It's also how I watched Jorman Gand, which honestly should be on this because Jorman Gand is actually, I would say, even worse than Black Lagoon. Um, because it, it basically stars a Bond villain, and we require identifying with her bodyguards to not think that she's the villain, and they don't really do that in the anime. I think they do it better in the manga. But yeah, with Black Lagoon, just like 
it didn't know whether it wanted to be like a gritty like crime piracy and gunfight thing or if it wanted to have like a boat full of kkk members sailing into <laughs> sailing into a south sea port to do yeah, yeah. to salvage a shipwreck like it, it didn't know whether it wanted to be like ridiculous over the top kind of like one piece but like a modern crime thriller <laughs> but with but with no superpowers yeah well well the superpowers are that you can shoot guns really well yeah yeah, yeah or you yeah. can shoot guns really well or you can shoot guns really well <laughs> or you have a chainsaw or you have, have a chainsaw that's true god i forgot about the chainsaw <laughs> uh, but yeah that one was just, I, that was just hyped over the moon to me and i was like this is a good time and honestly if i'd watched it five years ago or if i hadn't heard half of this hype i would be enjoying it but it had just it the internet especially just blew it out of the water of like, oh yeah. yeah sometime, and yeah, Rebecca's sometime. so like, wasn't her name? Her name her name's Revy or something. Revy, yeah. Yeah, and she's like, oh, she's so tough and not, and she's just like, she's just a, a booby gun girl in, in Daisy Dukes, and I don't I know. Mean, she she is cool. Yeah, like she has style, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. The, sometimes hype can just ruin something for you just because people build it up so much. Especially action stuff. Like action stuff does yeah. not hold up if it's been overhyped for you because people can't really hype up. Well, they can hype up emotions too much. If I were to talk about Anahana, which we may run out of time to talk about, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Here's speaking of overhyped. How about Kids on the Slope? Yeah, Kids on the Slope. See, this is what um, I'm surprised about, but I know that you did. You were disappointed by it, and I'm. I guess I'm curious to hear why. Yeah, I think it's very similar to what you don't like about Anahana. The characters are just like stupid melodramatic, and maybe so. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is how I remember it happening. It's basically a love triangle. Right? I've never seen it, so that's even more. Well, all right. I don't care. You're useless. I think it's just a love triangle, and like. I thought it was fucking contrived as fuck, and I did not care about it. I love jazz. I love shows about music. Mm -hmm. I watched this one to completion, and I did not care about any of the drama. And that is why I was disappointed with it. So it's not actually about music? Or is the music just like a pretext? Oh, it's it's 100%. Like, they are playing jazz together. Like, one plays... I actually can't remember what he plays. One plays drums, and the other guy plays something. (laughs) Trumpet, maybe? Piano? Trumpet? I don't know. Um... He plays an instrument, a jazzy <laughs> instrument. He scats. Uh, yeah, so they just start playing together. Like, the drum guy is sort of like the rebel who doesn't give a fuck about school. You know, he goes to the roof all the time and he drags this, his new friend to the roof because they start playing together and they, you know, they start getting along. And then there's this girl who watches them play, listens to them play a lot, and they both start like liking her, I think. And, and, this sounds good. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I know. Everybody fucking loves kids on the slope. I just maybe it's because I don't empathize with the situation at all. Because when I was in high school, I was lonely and sad, and nobody no, liked me. Don't sell yourself short like that. Like it sounds I'm, like you don't connect to the. Like I don't know, love triangles have to be well delivered for me, or I'm just like, why don't you guys talk about it? I mean, why don't you? It's, I think it's specifically love triangles that don't do anything for me. Uh, maybe I don't know. I never really thought about it until now, but I think that might be true. I just don't care when people are fighting over a person you know yeah i don't know no i mean i get that and like like i i don't know if it's it's this way for you but when you brought up anahana because i brought up anahana that like (laughs) if i feel like i'm being manipulated or if i feel like they haven't earned a character being in a physical or emotional place that they are then i will turn very fast on a show that keeps pulling that shit on me and so like Mm -hmm. it only takes a few like 
they wouldn't do that or he would say something or why don't they just say something or why are they mad about this and after a few of those i'm just like fuck this show it doesn't it doesn't trust me to so i have a question that i never asked in this context before even though you talked about it a lot do you like flowers of evil right yeah Didn't you? yeah i do i feel a lot do you not do you not feel like that show is manipulative because i feel like that was its whole thing was it was trying to manipulate you the entire time i feel it's manipulative but i feel it's it's within a matrix of a very coercive show like okay. i think that the down to the very production aspects of the sound and visuals is a show that's always like pushing and pulling you and I, so i think it's about in flowers of evil i felt it was a it was a holistic mindset where the character's actions the presentation the way that the the plot was structured was all meant mm-hmm. to be to be pushing you towards these feelings and um i enjoyed i enjoyed that i was being brought to a destination um somewhat like cruelly and coercively i think that was very good yeah. if, if if i if i watched three more shows like that i would grow to hate it very quickly but i think That's flowers fair. of evil yeah. is very singular like that while not just anime, but lots of shows have tried to manipulate me like Anahana tries to manipulate me. And I have I have thick calluses and <laughs> and hidden poison barbs for them to to prick their fingers on when they try to do that to me. So That's fair. That's fair. Now I understand. Yeah. I mean I I I love Flowers of Evil and I did not expect to, but I remember watching that first episode and just like the silence and the emptiness and how the show drags on and makes you want something to happen. And that's the kind of manipulativeness that I'm a bit more open to. Is and then that ED kicks in and you want to die. <laughs> Speaking of haunting ED. Yeah, anyway. yeah, it is. Um... Oh, man. And now I'm remembering how it sounds and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. it. Too. I love it, but I don't like it. Well, anyway, uh, let's talk about something completely opposite. Because I did promise you that I'd talk about Bigata HK, also known as Yamada's first time. Um, yes. And this was when I was trying to like kind of feel out the space of... Because this is back in like 2010, 2011, long time ago. Um, and I was trying to figure out the space of like anime comedies because I'd watched Sin- Signers at Sensei, and I'd been like, oh, wow, I like anime comedies. And I don't usually like <laughs> comedies otherwise most of the time. I'm very picky with my humor. And mm-hmm. it, I like it to be kind of metatextual and generally pun based on all, although not like, um, <laughs> not puns like you usually encounter them on the internet, like actual puns that yeah. have content. And it's not just lol, this word sounds like another word. Uh, but Bigata HK was a profound misjudgment on my part because it is an anime about a girl whose life dream is to fuck a hundred guys and she's in high school and the joke the only joke is that she hasn't fucked any of them and in fact has kind of a complex about how she's sexually inexperienced despite this massive libido and so she tries to find the most boring pathetic guy virgin preferably and that's one of the also one of the running jokes is she's worried that he may not be a virgin and therefore uh, she won't get this this self esteem boost that will carry her through the next ninety nine guys. And if you, what is it with anime where they, or maybe it's Japan? I don't know. Where like a girl like that could sleep with anyone? Like nobody's going to complain. Well, well, <laughs> I mean that was that was again to talk about like coercion and plausibility and stuff. That was where I first got off. But also like Yamada, the titular Yamada, is basically like 
the archetype of a dude in an anime sex comedy where mm. like super horny like nose constantly yeah, yeah, streaming yeah. blood um always just like like steam coming out um but she's also like really awkward and exceptionally dumb so she like blocks her own shot constantly uh, at yeah. one point trying to let, i think she like locks herself in a school locker because she like wants to surprise this guy and tear off his clothes but then she locked herself in the locker i can't believe i made myself laugh how dare you ben um <laughs> But it's just like, and it, it ends with like the Christmas party. She's like, Christmas is the most romantic time of year. And I'm, I've only got two years left to have sex with a hundred guys before I graduate high school. Cause she obviously like, this will be her best time to have sex because she's surrounded by like, by like dude peen. Um, but then like, she's like falling for him and she realizes she wants to wait, but I don't even remember the ending, but it, it definitely is just like. There is one joke, and the joke is like, man, isn't it weird that this girl is super horny but can't seem to get laid? And that does not carry it through 12 episodes, let me tell you. I don't know, do you have any, do you have any comedies like that that just totally, like, failed you? Oh, jeez. Do I? Did I put any of those on my list? Are you all serious? All serious biz? Actually, yeah, all of these ended up being pretty serious. Well, oh, actually, yeah, okay. Azumanga Daya. Oh, I was going to skip it, but I guess you asked specifically nope, for comedies. Nope. Bring it, so. bring it. You hate Azumanga Daio. You hate the internet's most beloved anime. And it, so the problem is I watched Nichijou first. Nichijou is fucking incredibly hilarious and really well animated. And that's a package that does a lot for me. Um, and they all said, oh, watch Azumanga Daio because it's what started that. And it's just as good, if not better. And then I watched it and I honestly did not laugh very much at all i i it was a little cuter i guess like you know nietzsche joe's pretty much non-stop punchlines uh mm-hmm. Dio is a lot more uh subdued i guess um but i didn't care i just wanted to laugh maybe i was in the wrong mindset and i should have been more open to what else it was trying to do and then there's also the fucking origin of waifu in that show which it can't be blamed I, for that though it can't be blamed for it but also, I'm gonna blame it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's not like I think the the teacher is it Himura San whatever. Like, yeah, I don't think uh, he was meant to be aspirational or to invite no, you to imitate not. him. He, he's a he's a pedophile, and he is not shown as like a noble character at all. Fuck f- words. It's boring. I don't know, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just... Well, I don't. I only think I have one more beloved thing to go after. Although, although I don't think it's as famous as uh, as Azumanga Daya, which is Twelve Kingdoms. Um, yeah, which is... I love Twelve Kingdoms. How long ago has it been since you've seen it? Long time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> high me school, too. I think. I think literally high school. Maybe maybe early college. See, so I like over ten years. I think I watched it during my first year of grad school here. Um, I think shortly after Kaon. Um, where I was just like literally just taking the recommendations of everybody um, <laughs> and just being like, Ruhi, great. Kaon, great. Twelve Kingdoms. <sighs> so It's a pretty long one too, right? Like it's, it's long minutes. and it stars this girl who's trans- transported to a, to a different world where she is like the queen of this realm that's under siege by a bunch of other realms and it's kind of... Kind of fusion Western Eastern fantasy world. 
mm-hmm. um, which is very. Actually, I actually really like the the like setting, the the style of fantasy. It is definitely. Yeah, this is going to be one where, where I was probably just in the wrong mood. But like, man, and this is something that happened because I rewatched um, the Escaflone movie, Vision of Escaflone. And that movie spends like an hour with like the girl being like, I hate this. Why can't I go home? I'm so scared. And like, that is not something you see in Isekai these days. And Isekai, no, Isekai they're like, fuck yeah. Now it's finally time for me to reveal my true form. But apparently in the, in the 90s and early 2000s, if you got spirited away to another world, it was like de rigueur. It was pro forma to, to like freak out for a full third, if not half of the, like, the work's runtime with like how scared and confused you were and how badly you wanted to go home. And like at several points, she like made things worse for herself by not just accepting that at least in the near term, she was stuck in this world where she is like queen of where the fuck ever. And Mm -hmm. it turned me against her. And, and like, there's just a lot of scenes where she like, she's lonely and scared and doesn't feel like she has any real friends. Um, There's only like, this one weird rabbit that's like her friend for a lot of the, a lot of the show, uh, right? Right. I don't. Rem- uh, I remember liking it. I don't remember anything else <laughs> well, she, about she, it. She's she had like, red hair, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. She, yeah, she has red hair, which is really like weird and exotic, and like makes makes people think that she might be kind of the chosen one. But she like doesn't have any friends, and like everyone's trying to like use and manipulate her, and she feels really isolated and scared. And the show really focuses a lot on like on how terrifying it would be. To be spirited away to another world, and would you say would you say she uh, should have gotten in the robot? <laughs> that's the, see, that's the thing that makes me doubt myself. It's like now I'm like, oh, someone who just spins the entire series like dealing with like severe like PTSD and anxiety about <laughs> about like being in a world where like the physical laws are different and everyone's like, I don't know if you can go home again. I'm like, but my family, like, we're your family now. So, like, maybe I would like it now. And that's one that I'm actually genuinely open to rewatching as opposed to, say, Blue Gender or Chutu Koi. But at the time, it was, I was just like, fuck this, get on with the fucking show. Like, you're queen of something. Like, have a little bit of a power fantasy. And then she does near the end. And then the show got canceled. And it's never, it's never going to get finished. I don't don't remember if it got canceled or if they ran out of content. Because I know that the, the writer only recently started yeah, writing again, I think there was, which is I, insane. I think you're right that like, they thought that there was going to be more content, but then the writer went on like a 10-year hiatus. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah. I would love to read the novels because I, I think they're actually like real novels, not light novels. But but I loved it. Please watch it again and love it if you don't love it this time. I mean, I'll, I don't know. They, it got, it got a very – Discotheque picked up, the, uh, picked up the license from Media Blasters and did a, did a pretty good Blu-ray release. So – um yeah they're novels by fuyumi ono are they translated yeah they're translated gotta watch you gotta watch start with shadow of the moon sea of shadow sea of shadow shadow of the moon sea of shadow oh that's the whole title yeah it's a two it's a two volume thing okay okay but yeah there's just this weird thing like this the setting is interesting and i agree i agree that like i the more I talk about, it, the more I probably would like it now. I just didn't like it ten years ago, and I really resented having a character of what seemed to me like a pretty obvious power fantasy, who whose whole thing was that she did not want this power fantasy and just wanted to go the fuck home. And makes, I think that's why I liked it, which is funny because you love Isekai. Well, hold on. <laughs> I mean, I love I love good Isekai. Is there any other kind? There's Shield Hero. <laughs> oh, nice transition. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if it's worth talking about it too much because I definitely talked about how much I hate it before on this podcast. But but how did you get sold on it? Was it just was it just like how the did first I get episode? Sold on it? Uh, like I, people just like I don't remember. I just remember hearing a lot of this is one of the better isekai. This one's really good. It's up there with Rezero and 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 Konosuba and and shit. And it is not. It is a hundred percent not. It is a hundred percent garbage. And I apologize to Duncan for making him watch the whole show. D- Duncan did it himself. Well, he got trapped after he got curious by my words. So I feel a little bad, <laughs> but only a little. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot to say to, about it. Go, go listen to past episodes. I've, I ranted enough about that, I think. I forgot that the, that the world of 12 Kingdoms is like arranged in this weird mandala. Mm-hmm. Where and like each ruler is like taken from our reality. It's a neat, yeah. it's a neat setup. You should read the mod novels and tell me if they're worth reading. <laughs> Do this work for I me, might, peasant. Honestly, I might. Uh, are we done? Yeah, I think that we're done. I I have a couple that I that I was thinking about talking about, like Sengoku Basura, which is not interesting. I thought it would be fun fighting, but the fighting's it's about like. Uh, heroes of the sengoku jidai like odu nobunaga and tokugawa but they're all like manly boys fighting <laughs> and i watched it thinking it was going to be like a good fighting anime and in fact it is it is for bl enthusiasts and i did not realize that at the time um oh, yeah, but okay. yeah. but that's it's like misreading genre is almost a separate topic but yeah i misread it there <laughs> pretty badly and discovering like oh this is for female otaku i see this is for uh yaoi yaoi girls i get this so yeah that's that is fair that would definitely be a shock <laughs> i think i've had that happen a couple times the thing is i watched like the... the whole fucking thing i watched the fir- the two seasons and the movie and i was like there's a whole lot of just dudes getting naked at like hot springs and like wrestling and stuff and i don't know why they have all this like padding between the fighting and then i realized like oh the fighting is just a fig leaf for like I fell, I fell into that trap with, I think it was called Perfect Stride, which I thought was going to be a sports anime about par- parkour racing, but <laughs> it ended up being a Fujoshi anime about parkour racing, which is fine. You know, if people like it, I, I, was, I was tricked into it and it was not for me. <laughs> Always tricked. It's never your fault. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like my pretty boys to not be... Like, they have to explicitly be into it, whereas this is obviously just baiting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't want a whole show about just a bunch of dudes being horny with each other, unless it's an actual sports anime. <laughs> like, look at my sweet muscles as I ride this bicycle. Yeah, now that's that's it. That's what I want. You want to have some sort of fig leaf of dignity as you as you drool yeah, over some guy who's just, like, moving to my second mode and is, like, bulks up and his shirt strains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Remember, rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Find us on Twitter at KeyframesPod. Find us on Facebook at KeyframesPodcast. Email us questions, KeyframesPodcast at gmail.com. And of course, tell a friend. Yeah, I think... Thank you for not doing that, John. Thank you for not doing that, Andy. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Uh, I think we're also on Spotify now. Oh, awesome. Yeah, find us on Spotify we we were everywhere we're taking over the internet one 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 venture capital funded future dead media site at a time 
Nailed it. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.